Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Today's guest, I call her a serial entrepreneur and a philanthropist. She's a mother of two. She was the first Canadian woman certified to represent players in both the WNBA and the NBA. She's a founder of a nonprofit called Camda Sports. And she was also my running mate in the 2018 provincial elections uh, for MPP here in Canada. Please welcome Lisa Washington. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, McKinney Smith. Uh-huh. I love this. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. I mean, you were one of the people on my top 10 list where I'm like, I want to spread Lisa's story, spread her message. You have a heart uh-huh. of gold. And I want everybody to know about what you do and what you stand for and how they can support. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, thanks for having me. I walk in in my stilettos. Um, I have your book. I have all of the things that you've accomplished. I am honored to be in this this uh, com- with you know having this conversation with you. And um, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud Thank of you. Thank you. Um, you stayed the course, and Thank you continue you. to trail and um, and continue to thrive. Actually. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're thriving and you're doing it with a smile every single day. And so I'm, I'm very proud and honored to be on this podcast with you. Thank you, Lisa. I mean, uh, I got goosebumps now. Don't get me emotional. But um, from the okay. moment we first connected, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even, you know, here's a backstory. So um, Lisa was throwing an event. It was Rob Hill Sr.'s first time to Toronto. I had never met Lisa, but I was a huge follower of Rob Hill's work. And I heard that there's a girl bringing him to Toronto. And I started promoting the heck out of this event. And I had never met Lisa. And I got to meet you in person. And ever since, I just see your heart. You are such a giver. You are so um, transparent. You're so real. You know, there's there's no mask, there's no fakeness. I I love everything about you, so that's the backstory there. <laughs> mm, thank you so much. Thank you, You're thank welcome. you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Likewise, uh, meeting you, I knew, um, and sitting on panels with you, I I just you know, we we have this gift of of discernment and spiritual discernment, and mm-hmm. um, we know when we're around greatness and we're mm-hmm. when we're around. Um, you know, good people, because, you know, if every, everyone has always, always heard me say that, you know, kind people aren't always good. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be around good, good people. And you're, you're one of them. And so I'm happy to, to be here just to talk about, about casual conversation in life. Thank so, you. You know, ask me whatever you want. <laughs> uh, perfect. Okay. So um, I like to start the show because, I mean, all the women that I've had on the show have all, you know, accomplished great things and they're leaving their, their footprint in this world. And they all have these amazing titles. But I believe that the title that we were given at birth, which is our name, holds a mm-hmm. huge significance. So my first question is, do you actually know what Lisa means? 
You know what? No, no, I don't. Uh, my mother decided to spell it L-E-I-S-A. I have no middle name. It's just Lisa Washington. Um, what she's always said to me, so um, my sister, who has since passed away, Pitigay, um, she died on the day that I was born in Jamaica. Oh, wow. She died at five years old. Yeah. And so she, she had pneumonia. Uh, and funny enough, growing up, I had pneumonia. And so my mother said when I was born, there was no middle grounds with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came into the world at 10, five, uh, 10 pounds, five ounces, um, born oh, wow. on a Sunday and, um, you know, in October and, and she said there was something, she knew that something great would come out of my life. And so, um, you know, it, it's just Lisa and it's just Washington, no middle name, never decided to figure out what Lisa stood for. Um, because I'm, I'm sort of that person that. I, I don't follow status quo. I, I, you know, if it, if it says Lisa's all of these things, I'll be like, that's not me. Nope, nope, that, nope, that is not right. That can't be because I'm not that person. Well, and so I'm always, uh, yeah, we, I don't know what it stands for. What does it stand for? So, so I looked it up. I looked okay. it up and Lisa uh-huh. spelled the same way as you spell it, L-E-I-S-A. It's a girl's name uh-huh. meaning pledge to God. Ooh. Now I yeah. know. I yeah, I thought, you'd, I, see, I thought you'd like that one. I thought you'd like that I one. I love that. I love that. <laughs> to God. Okay, I'm going to take see? that. I love that. And I, and I, I think pledge that... my life to God every day. So there you good. go. See, that, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's why I like to start the show that way. Because it, it actually connects to who we are, who we've become, and even who we want to be. Mm. Pledge See? to God. Of course, leave it to McKinney to figure this out. <laughs> this is why your podcast is going to be lit. Thank you. Like, thank you. Amazing. No, thank you. I love that. Pledge to God. I, yep. I've written it down. There you I go. I have it here and, and it's never going to leave me. I'll never there you go. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So speaking of awesome, um, you do some amazing work um, within the community. So I wanted to start by asking you, what made you decide to start a nonprofit? Um, I decided to start a nonprofit because I worked with uh, Starlight Children's Foundation alongside Sick Kids Hospital for nine years. Uh, and working there, I learned so much about philanthropy, but I learned so much about giving, giving back and starting your own not-for-profit and why people do it. Mm-hmm. And so being there for nine years, I learned everything that was involved from registration to starting it to filing to CRA and then as my kids started to play uh, sports more and more and I saw the disconnect with families and children whose parents like myself couldn't afford to pay for registration travel costs and so much more as I went to games more and more with my children I realized that I needed to create uh, a vehicle um, a pillar so that my children, um, first of all, their legacy would be intact, mm-hmm. but not only that, that other children would be able to benefit from um, a service that would help them further their uh, goals and dreams and aspirations in the sport, music, education, and art that they love. And love not a lot of parents, not a lot of parents, um, thank you, by the way, not a lot of parents. <laughs> Um, 
can go out and ask for money like I can. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother, when growing up, she's like, you chat so much. You know, <laughs> you're always talking. You're always asking why. You're always asking questions. And you always want to know, are you so fast? And, you know, that Jamaican, <laughs> Caribbean culture. And she was right because mm-hmm. all I did when my kids were in sports was ask questions because I wanted to know how I could create a, create a vehicle to, to enhance other children's lives because their parents couldn't necessarily go out and ask for what I could. Right. Um, so my children, especially Dakota, um, my daughter, she had an amazing um, donor for the majority of her basketball career. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't have to pay anything. Uh, Dr. Ilias Fortes, uh, he, he, he took care of my daughter and, and wow. a little bit of my son. And I was grateful to, for that. But watching and having experienced that, I realized I can create a vehicle because I know how to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do, I'm not going to create a not-for-profit. I'm going to create a charity because I'm a businesswoman. And I, can't, and I always think about how I can, how my time is, is money. My time isn't free. And mm-hmm. so how can I get paid for doing something that I love? Right. And yeah, most people say not for profits. And, you know, if it's something that you love, the money will come. No, good business is, is coordinating and orchestrating it from the very beginning to be good business. And so having a charity by law, I can pay myself a salary. And so mm-hmm. that's how it started. It came about by I, I can do something really well. I can do it because I love it. And then I don't have to work full time for anybody else. And I can run my own charitable organization and give back. I love that. I, I love mm-hmm. all angles of that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And like I mentioned Thank earlier you. before, like I've, I, I know your heart to support. I know your heart to give back. And I watch you mm-hmm. give so freely without expecting back from the person that you give it to. So where does that generosity mm-hmm. stem from? Like I know a lot of my traits that I look at stems from my parents, but like where does that stem from for you? Hey, I, what a great question. Because <laughs> I was just talking about this with my sister last night. It comes from my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. So I've got that double gene in me. My father is a giver to, to the detriment of his own health. My mother, the same thing. Watching her grow up, as I was growing up in Toronto community housing, um, you know, an at-risk community with all mostly, predominantly all of the residents that live there on social assistance, living in social housing, People would come by, borrow cigarettes, ask her for money, this, all. She was just a giver by nature. And mm-hmm. so you know how they say a children, children are a product of their environment? Yes. I'm a product of that because all I've seen her do was give the shirt off her back. People, they didn't have anywhere to live. They'd come. You know, I remember kids, uh, girls are eight, my, a little bit older than me, who are my sis, older sister's good friends getting kicked out of their homes because they were pregnant and all oh, come stay here, come sleep here till you figure it out. And so watching that, I love that she made other people happy, even though she wasn't happy inside herself, she was sick. And so, and then I watched my father on the, on the contrary, do the same thing, just a giver of, just of himself, of money and what little he had, he would just do for others. Mm-hmm. And so I've got that gene double, double, double the time. And so <laughs> my, my job, my job is, is, you know, I've always said to God, you know, what you grant me, I don't take, I don't take, I won't take lightly. 
mm-hmm. and I won't take advantage of it. I know the job that I, the task that I have for the hundred years that I have on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I can give and I can help, I will. What and he's granted you, you don't take for granted. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and, and one of the things that I, I tell my children all the time is, um, and one of the things that my mother told me when she first found out I was pregnant with Dakota was that it is your utmost duty that now that you're having a child to consciously be good to people. Mm-hmm. And when she said that to me, I was like, hmm, what? I am good to people. And then when she, when, when I had Dakota and she, you know, um, reiterated that, I said, oh, I get it now, mom. I get it. You know, because she said, in life, the good that you give to others, if it doesn't come back to you in your lifetime, that goodness will fall upon your children. Mm. And so I take that every, I mean, today, you know, I was driving and I, I you know, I really wanted to get mad at this person who was driving recklessly, you know, and, and uh, I think about being good mm-hmm. authentically inside. If I don't need to speak, I won't. If I don't need to get angry over, over little minute things, I won't because mm-hmm. I think about my children and I want their life to be as clear as possible because of the good that I've done. Yes. Right. And and so and I and I have to continuously and consciously do good because I'm a good person, but also because my children deserve that head start in life. Yes. They deserve that. Right. And so that's where that's where that stems from. Wow. I love that. I love that. I <laughs> I've learned um and I don't want to say learnt because some things are taught and others are caught, but I caught a lot of Mm -hmm. my, my generosity, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, Mm -hmm. from, from my mother as well, you know, grew up with a Mm -hmm. single mother and I watched her give endlessly. I watched her take in people and house them until they got back on their feet. I watched her, you know, help feed other people when we had minimal food in the house. Like it's, it's amazing what we, we take on from our parents. Wow. Correct. I love that. Correct. I love that. Exactly. And that's a gene that you, you know, I want to keep, you know, there, mm-hmm. are, there are some things that my parents exude that I don't like. <laughs> and and I, course. you know, growing up, right. And growing up, I realized, Oh, I've got that too. There's little tiny flaws and I can correct those. Right. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I'm my own person, but the good that they bring, uh, I want to continue that good. And that legacy. That's right. That's right. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Speaking of legacy, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so running for office, um, yes, <laughs> this year in the 2018 yes. provincial election. And I also have to definitely thank you for that. And I do every time I, I speak about it openly, um, you no, were my running mate, but I, I grateful to you for that opportunity because you were the one that brought my name to the attention of the party. So I definitely want to thank you for that, giving me that opportunity. Um, but I want to know My, for you, what did you learn uh, as a first-time political candidate running in the provincial election? Mm-hmm. First of all, it was my absolute pleasure. Um, you know, you, you, you exude what I exude, and it was, it was amazing to have you on the journey with me. 
Um, Thank you. And by my side and, you know, we could piggyback off of each other's strength. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to do with anybody else other than you. you. Thank you. So thank you for, for listening to, to your, your gut and the universe and Mm -hmm. and your spiritual being to, to take that task on. Um, The biggest lesson I learned is um, uh, two things. Uh, One, uh, racism is still prevalent. Um, It lives and breathes in the veins of many in our world um, and they hide it very well. Mm. And, um, and um, I've accepted that. And it, it just, it, it, it made me rethink about uh, where we are going as uh, a culture and as a universe and world, uh, where we're going, what we've done. Um, and people, you know, always say, look how far we've come. We, we really haven't come far mm-hmm. um, because this municipal election, not a lot of diverse individuals won on, on October 22nd of this year, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, um, what that tells us is that um, di- the diverse community still doesn't have uh, enough votes to make change and right. great change. And in order to have change, you have to become active mm-hmm. in the government that governs how you live, breathe, and die. And mm. so that's the second thing that I learned is that um, we are, as a culture, as a diverse culture, we're ignorant to life. Yep. And we are so lazy that we continuously leave our life in other people's hands. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I've learned. I, I have to agree with that because during um, the provincial election when we were running, I was inside mm-hmm. of a lot of groups on Facebook and people had a lot of, you know, political conversations and I didn't take right. part, I, I observed. And I right. read some of the most ignorant, uneducated opinions and comments um, that I ever have in my entire life. And I thought, wow, if you only knew. And I started to put in the effort to educate people. And there was such a huge mm-hmm. like fight against that. I thought, okay, that, this is way too much for me to take on on my own. And when someone is, I call it passionately ignorant, um, Correct. Whether they're not, they're not open. They're not open-minded to understand more, to learn more. Um, it's mm-hmm. sad. It's sad what I learned mm-hmm. about about the black community in Canada and Correct. how we vote and why we vote and our and our lack Correct. of knowledge on the importance of our vote. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, those are the those are the, the the most important things I've learned. And and again, on top of that. Why doesn't our culture seek the information? Why don't they ask questions? Um, they are so comfortable allowing their lives to be run by other people who mm-hmm. have no interest in who they are and where mm-hmm. they've come from and what they've mm-hmm. been through. And that's mm-hmm. why it's okay time and time again for people to make black jokes, to make funny face, color your face black jokes for Halloween. You know, it's okay to... Um, sit back and and um, talk about you know the 1980s and 60s and 50s and 40s of, you know when when those black um, you know individuals who marched for better democracy were lynched and beaten and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and 
Marcus Garvey and everyone who stood up for the right of our black culture, we are so ignorant and we are so lazy that we don't want to ask the questions. We don't want to get out and figure it out. When I started to educate people on the, um, the election that I thought is the most important in our country, which mm-hmm. is municipal, they asked why. And I said, because your mayor dictates your community, mm-hmm. how you live, how your garbage is picked up, the roads, school, your, your taxes, um, you know, the prices of your home. They negotiate with the builders. They allow the builders to come in. You know, if, how can you, do you want to own land in your community that you live in? And if you do, you need to get involved with, municip- with the municipalities. Talk to your mayors and councillors and local councillors and regional councillors. Get into the town and the city and get into their offices. You know, we're still a town here in Ajax, so I say town of Ajax, but get into the city of Toronto. Get into wherever you come from and learn where, learn about the semantics of where you live. Mm-hmm. how everything works around you because that's going to educate you about true democracy, right? Because if a mayor doesn't like a certain area, they won't pay attention to it. No mm-hmm. roads, no lights, right? No garbage mm-hmm. pickups, mm-hmm. only, you know, very, very seldom or, you know, what they dictate how everything is, is governed and you want to grow, play and live in the, the, the community you love, you better get involved. It's more than just buying a house, buying a condo and moving in or renting and moving in. It's more than that. I, I, you know, before I move on to the next topic, I I wanted to say like, I just, I wish that more people in the black community purposefully Mm -hmm. educated themselves and sought out facts and uh, were able to understand the political process on a deeper level because Mm-hmm. even during the, the especially I'm going to say especially during the provincial election when you and I were running right you know there were so many people saying well how come you know there's not representation of 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 people of color running in politics so when we mm-hmm. sacrificed and stepped up for our community and decided to Correct. run we didn't get the support from the black community they didn't Correct. understand the the need for funds and donations they didn't understand the need to donate donate and we spent majority of our campaign educating people instead of running the campaigns how we should have been running them and i i just wish for future generations that people um people of color go and seek the knowledge to Mm -hmm. understand how politics affects you because there are people who are sitting at the table making these decisions about our country our province our our communities that don't look like us and when the people who look like you sit at the table and get that opportunity to sit at the table to represent you you don't support them and then they're and then you get upset about what is happening in your community and you want to throw your hands up in the air and be upset correct Correct. absolutely (laughs) no absolutely i mean this politics is a topic on its own um, and that could take hours to, to, to have a podcast on and have discussions uh, around and agreeance and, and we, we would agree to disagree with many out there. But, but the truth is, is this, is that um, we, we lack for, for what is it, what is it saying? We lack for the, um, you know, we fall for lack of knowledge. And um, so. Yes, my um, children suffer for lack of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. My children suffer for lack, and, and that's the truth. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, little par- parable, not parable, but words that, that um, you know, come from the beginning of time stand today. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. We, we lack for, for, we lack because of understanding. We lack because of acceptance. We lack because we're lazy. We lack for so many different things. Yet people want to, like you said, throw up their hands and complain mm-hmm. when they haven't seek, they haven't asked, they haven't knocked. Yep. You know, yep. so how do they know what's behind the door? They're just so comfortable leaving their lives in everybody else's hands. And one of the things that I stamp every day on my children is never leave your life in anyone's hands. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm here or I've gone home to the good Lord, never leave your life in anyone's hands. If that's one thing I can tell you as you grow, always ask questions. Always ask questions. My daughter, great at it. My son, still not so much. And I constantly pound in his head, ask the question. Ask, right. If you don't ask, you won't know. Right. right? Typical millennial though, right? Millennials <laughs> ask now. And that's the beautiful yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so um, shortly after the end of um, running for member of provincial parliament, uh, quote unquote, um, MPP, uh, you launched MPP Sports. Um, (laughs) So can you explain what that means and what that represents? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Managing professional players um, sports group is MPP sports group. Um, and, um, it's, it is a sports agency representing male first and then female. And, and I'm not representing females right now, uh, as an MBA, WNBA certified agent because of this one reason. There needs to be greater change in the WNBA. There needs to be change, uh, for women in sports. And so the WNBA knows that I'm very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written to them uh, numerous times about it. I have done a business plan and stated the facts as to why Toronto, Ontario needs a WNBA team uh, and what it will do to heighten, uh, change, and enhance the WNBA across uh, America. And so um, they, they are taking heed to it. They've listened. They've got great individuals who work at the WNBA, um, you know, and so, um, you know, Lisa Borders, who's the president of the WNBA, has, has since stepped down to move on. So they have yet to, to uh, find a WNBA uh, president or hire one. She stepped down as of August 2nd. And mm-hmm. so there's nobody in the presidential role right now for the WNBA, but the WNBPA, which governs the WNBA, uh, is run by a lady, but was run by the name uh, is run by a lady named Terry Jackson, who's mm-hmm. the director. Um, she's fantastic. Uh, we talk all the time, and um, she knows my feelings about the WNBA and why women need more. And um, you could call it a protest. Uh, I, I protest that I will not represent a player in uh, a female player in in basketball, uh, in the sport that they love. European or WNBA until they are paid what they're worth. Mm. And so um, a new WNBPA president has just been hired. Um, um, I want to say it's Nika, uh, N-N-E-K-A um, is her name. And so um, from the Los, Ange- Los Angeles uh, Sparks team, uh, she was drafted number one. 
you know, she was an MVP player. She's a daughter. She's a sister. She's all of those wonderful things. And so um, I'm looking to her um, to bet on women and, and do great things and bring forth the WMBPA. And they just announced today that they are going to no longer go by the governance of the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. So it looks like they're going to start governing their own governance of mm-hmm. the WNBA as of October 2019. Uh, that's a huge move, wow. huge move, uh, because women and men don't get paid the same. So why should they follow the same rules and regulations and governance? Right. right. So that was a long time coming. And um, I'm looking towards the WNBA to do great things. But on the contrary, I do represent male athletes. Um, MPP Sports Group Inc. will represent males right now. Um, why? Because um, they get paid more. And as an agent, um, I'm in the business to, to um, represent great athletes uh, and get paid for, for something that I'm passionate about. And I would never take that same payment from women. So I'm passionate about representing male and females. Mm-hmm. I became a WNBA agent first. But again, the money's not there on the women's side, so so I refuse to um, to to represent women right now. But I will one day because the the change will come. It has right. to come. That's and right. And the more women that take a stance for for better change, uh, better equality, better equity for women, it this will be done. And the more voices that continuously speak about it, um, you know all of the players will bring it to light. You have to stand for something or fall for nothing. And so right. even the, the, the NBA men are, are supporting that as well now. So um, I, I travel, I sign athletes to represent them. I am the agent that is going to work on their legacy, negotiate deals, talk to a coach three o'clock in the morning, um, travel to their games, support them on the marketing and endorsement side, build a team around the athletes that I represent to ensure that he is his best on mm-hmm. and off the court mm-hmm. and, um, you know, help them build their philanthropic legacy because I'm all about that. Yeah. And so, you know, I've heard male agents tell me you can't do it all. I've heard male agents say you're too smart to be an agent. I hear, you know, other agents say, you know, I'm not going to teach you to be better than me, you know, the, oh, wow. the male side of representing players is a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know, it's male dominated. And, and so um, it's, it's for me to continuously break the status quo and, you know, break barriers, knock down doors and, and just disrupt, really disrupt what's so, going on. And so, okay. and so that's what I'm doing. You talked about it being a male-dominated industry. So what challenges have you had to face as a female-led startup in a largely male-dominated um, industry? Well, the, the, first, the first thing that, that I faced was um, being breed. You know, I've been an agent for five years now, and so I wanted to be the best in breed. So I really wanted to take a step back. Uh, you know, greatness isn't rushed. And mm-hmm. so I took a step back and watched what other agents were doing figured out where some went wrong, watched how some only represent MBA agents, some represent MBA and European clients, some only do European clients, and, they, you know, they, they don't look at MBA players. And so, um, and it's also having access to prospects. This is a talent-driven market, and, mm-hmm. and, and you have to have, you have to know talent, know where to find the talent, and, and know how to, 
to, to have the talent see you as the agent of choice versus the other 300 men and only 29 or, or 26 other women mm-hmm. as agents out there, why you're the best person. And so the first thing that I faced starting my own agency was I needed to have a vet stand beside me, stand in front of me and stand behind me to support me, to tell other GMs, general managers, scouts, presidents, other people in the industry why Lisa Washington is great. Mm-hmm. And so I had to look for someone. I had to reach out to other agents to say, work with me. You know, you working with me, hey, I can split this with you. I can pay you for mentoring me and helping me. And, and nobody would do it. Men told me I'm better to be behind the scenes because I'm, I'm so good at everything. I've, I've run in politics. You know, I have my own charity, businesses. Like, why do you want to represent um, um, uh, talent? You're, mm-hmm. you're too good. No, no, I want to represent talent because you're representing talent too, right? right. So I want to do what you're doing. Why can't I? And so, um, you know, I'm reaching out to so many. I reached out to about six or seven agents, and they all said they'll think about it. They'll get back to me. Some were very upfront and said, no, why would I make you better than me? Wow. You know, and and you, you think that men aren't intimidated <laughs> and they're not afraid of change in an industry that they've dominated for years, they are. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you right now that they're afraid and they don't want us there. They rather see us at home taking care of children and cooking and cleaning because when women are at the table mm-hmm. and when women are in the group, things it change. changes. It changes everything. And it, change, it changes drastically. And so I have been blessed to find a mentor and a vet agent after looking since I, I announced it on August 2nd, um, you know, who I can look to, who has been nothing but a mentor since we connected. He's agreed. We're still negotiating on what that partnership's going to look like. I'll announce it in weeks to come. Um, we have a meeting next week here in the city. He's flying up. And he is phenomenal. And I will be announcing it on my social media because he deserves that. I because love that. when a man, yeah, when a man is willing to help a woman uh, elevate, they need to be celebrated. Yep, I agree. I agree. They need to be celebrated. And so, so I will you said be doing you're, that for him. You're going to make the announcement on your social media. So tell people where they can find you on all your platforms. Yeah, um, they can find me on Instagram at MPP Sports, uh, Lisa Washington, L-E-I-S-A Washington, uh, at Camda Sports, C-A-M-D-A Sports. On Instagram, on Twitter, they can find me at MPP Sports Group and Camda Sports, again, C-A-M-D-A Sports on Twitter, and that's it. Perfect. Perfect. Social media. Yeah. And if they want, they might emails on there as well. So if they find my handles, they'll find my email. If they ever want to reach out and ask a question. Um, I answer every single email on all of my emails. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe you're, not you're in 24 hours. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe not in 24 hours, but I will, I will answer because everybody's value is worthy. Mm-hmm. And so I need to let them know that, um, you know, I may not, be a part of what they're offering, or I, may, I, I probably can't, or, you know, I may not be able to help everybody, but I will answer every email. 
I love that about you, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, you know what? Uh-huh. I have to stay true to who I am, right? Yeah. My integrity and my authenticity is is what opens the doors for me. Um, and I, I'm going to continue to stay this way, even when people are being fake, even when they are not their true authentic self, you know, because you can smell it, you know mm-hmm. it, you know, you're yep. rubbing shoulders with people as you move and shake through the communities and yep. through business, but you never change and waver in who you are, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Pe- people who, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was just I mean, going to say, I, I love that about you. Like, no matter what room yeah. you're in, whether it's in, you know, a room for basketball or whether it's at the table when we were running for office or whether it's us in a coffee shop like you are lisa washington you don't you don't waver for nobody (laughs) no one and nothing like i drive the same car i live in the same home i do the same things and you know it's important to stay grounded it is important to stay true to who you are uh, and it's also very, very, very important to put business at the forefront. Anybody who's, who's done business with me knows that I do not play games in business. Right. And so uh, when it comes to my business, I'm a very serious woman. And outside of that, I love to listen to music. I love to eat. I love to hang out. I love to lounge in my home um, because great things are created right here at home in my own space. So, you there? I think I lost you. Shoe is that a flip flop? Is that uh, a stiletto? A oh, I didn't boot? hear you. I so, didn't hear you at all. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, you chipped out for a long time there. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's so okay. For, <laughs> so for this part of the show, um, I like to ask people what your favorite type of shoe is. I read an article Ooh. that it, mm-hmm. the article said that your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. And it's mm. no surprise that my favorite shoe was a stiletto. Um, so mm-hmm. my question to you, Lisa Washington, is it uh, mm-hmm. your favorite type of shoe? Is it a running shoe? Is it a flip-flop? Is it a work boot? Like, what is your favorite type of shoe? My favorite type of shoe um, is definitely a running shoe. But I can't wear it to parties and I can't wear it out to meetings. <laughs> um, I am my best when I'm dressed down. Like, right now, I'm in, I'm in you know... Uh, track pants and I have my Nikes on and my hoodie. And I yep. literally went to two meetings like that this morning I love um, at coffee culture uh, because of this is I, I'm my best when I'm just me. I know I have to dress up. I know I got to put it up, put it. I know I got to get ready to put on, you know, a nice outfit when I got to go out, but I, that I'm my best casual in sneaks. So people who are fans of running shoes are goal oriented mm-hmm. They say that you're mm-hmm. very confident, very goal-oriented, and well-organized. Hmm. Uh, th- that's me. That's me. <laughs> yep, I'm very organized and, and all a goal. Yes, yes. Man, I love your, 
Where are you getting this stuff from? <laughs> Thank you, McKinney. I have the article oh actually. Um, it's within my app in the blogs. The article is actually in there. Um, or oh. it, talks, it talks about it in there. Um, so yeah, you can find it in there. So awesome. <laughs> <for> the fun- <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Thanks. So the final um, segment of the show, I usually call mm-hmm. it a walk in her stilettos, but in your case, I'll call it mm-hmm. a walk in her running shoes. Um, where yes. you just uh, share general inspiration from your walk. So we just ask one or two random questions and you answer with whatever comes to mind first. Okay. So first question, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Um, I would have, uh, I would have the athletes from our province who were told that they couldn't amount to anything, who have, who have overcome all of the obstacles, who have suffered to prosper and have made it. I would have those athletes on the billboard um, with the word, um, I probably have, um, you know, this is what perseverance looks like, mm. or this is what this is what um, sacrifice looks like, right. and leave people speechless as to what does that look like? Why are they saying this? You know, five or six athletes together in a poster on a billboard that says, you know, this is what sacrifice looks like. This is what perseverance looks like. This is what you know, not hard work because people associate sports with hard work. Mm-hmm. But this is what, you know, um, being told you'd never amount looks like. I love it. I love and, it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And final question. What have sure. you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, family, invitations, whatever. Um. Uh, I, I've really become uh, amazing at saying no to how people treat me because mm. before for so long I've allowed, I used to allow people um, to get away with whatever they wanted to because it had no bearing on me. It didn't mm-hmm. affect me really to, to, um, to cause any harm to my mental, physical and emotional capabilities and capacity, uh, maybe in a very small way, but not in a granular way where I'm saying, you know, I've got to get rid of this person who's toxic. And so now um, I use this analogy, the minute you step on my toes too hard, even just a little bit, I, I now uh, address the situation, I address the mm-hmm. issue. So that, that includes, you know, I no longer let people use my knowledge and my mind you know, I don't just get on conversation, get on a phone call with people and have a conversation because they want to pick my brain. Mm-hmm. I, I say no, no to tea, um, coffee meetings, you know, the way people want to treat me because they pick my brain and then they go away and then they come back and they've created something, but they don't want to pay me for that greatness that I've given them mm-hmm. uh, and put on the table to make them further their endeavors. And so it's it's about saying no to you know, you don't want to recognize my worth, no problem. 
Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk at another time when you recognize it. Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, I, I definitely believe that people treat you how you allow them to. So I love that, you know, you have set those boundaries. And I think that a lot more women um, should set those boundaries for themselves so that they aren't taken advantage of. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That, Thank you. That, you know, yeah. No problem. No problem. That's, that's one of my biggest philosophies. So I've, I've had a blast with you. I've had a blast. I mean, I could, we could talk forever and ever. And amen. But I know, this, right? This was great. Yeah, this was great. Thank this you. Was great. you. I know? appreciate thank you taking you the for, time. For having to, me. To, thank you. Like, I, I appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge on basketball and politics and just to, to even, like I said, just to offer your time. Like, running with Mm -hmm. you in that election like obviously I always knew you had a big heart and that you were brilliant but running next to you in that election and sitting at boardroom tables with you many Mm -hmm. times you had me in awe I had I was just silent because you are actually brilliant I don't know if you realize this but when you you you. analyze situations and you ask deep questions it's like your brain needs to know every single moving part and how it works I love that. I yes. love that about you. So I just, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. And yes. Thank you for sharing your thank greatness. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on your podcast, McKinney. I am always proud of you. If I don't say it, I, I've said it today. I, it's a constantly in my thoughts. I think about you often, that your journey is fulfilled with just greatness. Um, your stilettos, my sneakers with McKinney Smith has been fantastic <laughs> and thank you so much for having me uh, thank today. you uh, thank you best no, there's no luck but um you know I wish you continued success and greatness on this journey and your your faithful walk thank you likewise and you know I'm here for you anything you need please let me know how I can continue to support so I want all of you out there listening to make sure that you go and look up Lisa online it's spelled L-E-I-S-A it's Lisa Washington follow her on all platforms and continue (laughs) to walk in your greatness so until next time Download the Awaken My Stiletto app. Subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of the conversation. Share it with a friend, someone that can find value in it. And continue to walk in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.